Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Braden Sprint it back at it on another uh, high school football podcast. We are breaking down the Eastern League in the city section. We are now joined by the Mira Mesa head coach, Chris Thompson. Uh, in his second year as a head coach for Mira Mesa, a longtime uh, coach at Mira Mesa, of course. Uh, coach Thompson, uh, you know, I've been asking everybody right now about, um, you know, how everybody's camp's going so far, how the Marauders looking. Uh, you know, we're, we're young and um, just trying to learn every day. You got a lot of young guys. Uh, I know you got a, a middle linebacker that that's uh, pretty ferocious in there as well. Um, but can you talk about some of the kids that uh, you know are going to be a you know huge help for the Marauders this season? Yeah, well, you know we we only bring back sixteen seniors uh, and actually eleven from last year. I kind of went out and recruited five more from the campus. But uh, you know the big three that you know we're kind of expecting a lot out of are five. Ilya Meadey, who you just referred to, is our linebacker. Uh, he'll help us, you know, with some fullback, you know, big back type stuff and H-back wing tight end type thing. Uh, one top guys in the county that nobody knows about only because this time last year is when he got here from the, from Samoa and uh, he had to, he had to sit out. So, um, you know, he's a, he's a legitimate, you know, big time player. I know a few of the Mountain West schools are, are watching and, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get an offer here on him, but, uh, Leo's, Leo's kind of the centerpiece and Elijah Thomas will, uh, slide over. He certainly could have been our running back last year, but, uh, you know, we had some, some pretty good guys back there, a quarterback that could, that ran for a thousand and, uh, Javel Brown and, and, uh, Lynch that, that kind of took those reps. And so, you know, I told him you have to wait a year, uh, but he's really been impressive in practice. You know, he just picked up an offer from BYU. Um, he could be, and, and obviously the focal point of what we're going to do will be a little more, um, let's just say Greg Bell like when we were at Benita. So he'll he'll pound the rock, and uh, then he's going to slide over there and play some defense. Um, and then Ethan Nelson, who's our our big returning all league offensive lineman, and he's going to help us on the you know the O line and the D line. So everything kind of revolves around those three, um, and we just kind of been over in our own little corner of the world. Didn't do any summer passing league stuff only because we were so young. Um, and just, you know, we're just trying to learn and build the, 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 the foundation here. Uh, once we got 17 juniors, got 16 sophomores and two freshmen. Uh, so the, you know, the future is now, um, we're playing for these seniors. Uh, we're excited, you know, team GPA at the end of the school year was 3.1. Uh, so that, that, you know, speaks volumes. I think that, you know, they're doing what we want them to do in the classroom and, um, we're excited about this group. You know, we, we think the, the foundation is, is set from last year, and, you know, we got big expectations to, to compete again in Division Two. You know, you're a Mira Mesa guy, and, and you're taking over the program that you used to coach, uh, you know, before. Uh, how has the, uh, the rebuild process kind of been with, you know, you guys uh, in the first year 
making things your own and, and making it your own program and, and getting it uh, you know back to where you want Mira Mesa to be. How how's it been so far in the first you know year and about a half so far? Uh, you know, first of all, I believe we're ahead of schedule. Um, I was kind of telling that to my coaches the other day that um, you know the reality of you know a lot of these things that that are my own. They were my own before I left, and and they're certainly still my own as I've come back. Uh, you know, I think that was you know a little bit of the issue. Um, you know, there were just things that are in place, but they just weren't kind of doing them anymore, or or they weren't you know kind of approaching it with the same focus. And so, really, we we've just dusted off a bunch of this stuff, and um, you know, it's really come back quickly because again, the program has been rooted in you know discipline and accountability, and uh, you know, the kids have been great so far about that. Um, and you know, it's a completely different team. I you know, I love my my seniors from last year that graduated, uh, but that was one of the things. You know, we 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 had to really get back in and reestablish the the discipline part. Um, and, and it wasn't, you know, that they were bad kids. They were really good kids, but they were, they could be silly sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, we had to get that focus back in place because, you know, really had a lot of, <laughs> had a lot of comedians, man. Um, <laughs> and while it was fun on a, on an individual level, you know, uh, Javel Brown and Marcus Dean and Noah Tomlin, you know, they, they're great, great people. Uh, and, and, you know, our one-on-one relationship interaction uh, you know, they would make me laugh every day, but when we get on the field and, you know, they, one little thing could just, just take us over the top and we, you know, we'd have to work all practice, get back on track. Um, this group is, is more focused that way. Um, and, and again, only because we've got some of the young kids up that, you know, that was the establishment, you know, with my, my JV and freshman last year. So, um, completely different, you know, vibe. Uh, but I'll tell you this much, this young group that we have, these sophomores, um, these freshmen, we're probably start two freshmen here this week. Um, they're as talented as a group that just left. Uh, so when we get, you know, that weight room work done and, you know, we get our reps and we build that experience, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about this crew. Well, you guys were in a CIF championship uh, a year ago uh, in Division Two this year. I know you're in the Eastern League, but uh, you know the high the goals are always set uh, to be in the highest league. I know for Mira Mesa, get back to the days where uh, the making the Holy Bowl uh, the battle for second place, like you told me a year ago. Uh, let's let's get to the schedule for Mira Mesa. You guys open up at Grossmont. That's a tough game at San Marcos, Mount Carmel, Scripps Ranch at Steel Canyon. Uh, you got a nice little non-league schedule there. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, you know how you guys. Put a schedule together because I know you're one of the teams that's not afraid to play anybody. Yeah, I mean that, that's just you know my personal deal there, and you know I kind of got that from Randy Blankenship years ago when he came into to Fallbrook, and you know we're going to challenge ourselves. I mean let's, let's be honest, you know you can get in the playoffs in San Diego section with three wins. I mean Grossmont got in with three wins last year. Yeah, um, and that's not a knock on them. They played some pretty good people and had some of those issues and they get in and they knock off Madison in the first round. Um, and so really for me, everything's about learning about my kids and my team. Um, and so I want to challenge us, you know, quite frankly, I mean, I want to play saints. I want to play cathedral. Um, you know, I want to be in those big games, you know, get, get back to, like I said, you know, we're the first California school, public school to go play a public school in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's doing that now, but, you know, people don't realize that some of the stuff that, um, you know, we've done over the years 
And and that's where I want to be. I want to be, when you talk about San Diego football, I want you to talk about, you know, the, the water football program. Um, and we have some great programs, you know, that, but that's my focus. I want to, I want to play for the big trophy. Um, obviously we got to work our way back to that. And so that's what the, the schedule reflects. And, you know, it's not a knock of the teams that, that we dropped off the schedule, but, uh, you know, we want to get that look, you know, Grossmont does a great job with their offense and no huddle tempo. And, um, you know, coach, uh, over there, Carl's done a great job of kind of building those guys up to a, a top end of the division one bracket. And, uh, you know, they, they go out and compete against people every week. And, um, and then of course, you know, we're going to get that, that shot at, at Steel Canyon, who's my dark horse pick this year. I mean, if, if Lincoln is absolutely the most talented team in the county, I think Steel Canyon's right there behind them. Uh, and, then of course, they returned a bunch of those big men, and they did a great job last year. Um, so, you know, and, then of course, the San Marcos team, um, they, they've done it, you know, uh, Coach Texter did a great job of building those guys up to an open program. question is, what will be the transition now that the staff has changed? So, you know, we're excited about all that. And I think what it does with the kids is, you know, I don't have to talk about getting ready for games. Like, if you don't come to practice every week and you don't do the little things we're talking about in terms of preparation, these guys are going to embarrass you. And uh, and that's really the foundation for me. Like, you know, if I got to hype you up to play a football game, I mean, you're you're playing the wrong sport. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So. <laughs> Um, that's really, you know, we, we put that schedule up there. And, and for us, it's, listen, we're, we're only talking about gross month. That's the only thing that matters right now is, um, you know, we always talk about, you know, so far this week, you know, we got uh, two down, one to go. Today's day three of, of game week of week one. So focus completely on gross month and we'll, you know, we'll go out there. We'll, we'll look in the mirror. We'll see how we measure up. And then we'll keep building week after week after week to get us ready to play at the end of the season. Uh, and, and for us, it could be a lot of things. I mean, we could be, we could be, you know, three and seven, or we could be, you know, ten and zero. We'll see. <clears throat> Let's talk about Grossmont. The last thing I uh, leave you with here, um, you know, what, watching film, uh, breaking them down, getting ready for the game on on Friday night. Uh, who were some of the players uh, you noticed on Grossmont's tape, or you know, some things that Grossmont does very well uh, that you're going to have to be prepared for on Friday night? Well, you know, obviously the the big the big guy is, you know, their quarterback, three-year starter, uh, Odom. You know, when I was at Helix, you know, he was a sophomore. I was very impressed with him. Um, you know, again, he does some some really good things. Uh, and, you know, again, he's a veteran in the offense. <clears throat> you know, they, they want to run their RPOs and run their screen game. I mean, they, they, they you know, they want to be the high school version of Oregon. Um, and so, you know, we got to be ready to handle that tempo. And, um, you know, he's going to make some plays. And they got some kids out there. They've uh, over the last couple of years that, you know, do a really good job with, with what they're doing. Uh, again, defensively, you know, they kind of base out of that 4-3, but, you know, they're going to get up there. They're going to challenge you. Their, their backers are going to move around. So, you know, again, we'll see how we handle all that. You know, we're doing the best that we could do just getting the look. Um, and I think, you know, as everybody at the beginning of the year, the, the defenses are a little bit ahead of the offenses. And, you know, it's always fun to watch as that, that changes throughout the course of the season when you start getting all your stuff established and repped up and, and understood what you're trying to get done. 
Coach Chris Thompson of Mira Mesa joining us today on 97 Through the Fan, breaking down the Eastern League, of course. Uh, Coach Thompson, it's going to be fun to watch you guys go through your schedule. Uh, you got a lot of big games. I know Mira Mesa is uh, you know, definitely on the right track um, you know, with you at the helm. Okay, thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you uh, later in the season. Awesome. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for everything you guys do for San Diego High School football. We continue our coverage of the Eastern League as we preview the Eastern League and the City Conference here on 97 Through the Fan, uh, the podcast, the high school football podcast, breaking down all the high school uh, football leagues in San Diego before we kick off on August 23rd. I'm Braden Soprenit, of course. We are joined now by Ryan Price, the head coach of University City. Uh, coach Price, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me. Good. Uh, we're excited to, for the high school football season. I'm sure you are to, as well, uh, getting your boys ready uh, for uh, game one against Valhalla. Uh, how's camp going for University City, and how are your guys looking so far? Camp's going good. Obviously, we're excited about having Gunner back as our quarterback for his uh, third year as the starter, returning starter. Uh, we got a lot of young guys filling holes um, at the skill position, so it's been good to see them grow throughout uh, the summer and through camp. So I think we're ready to go on Friday. Are you ready to go on Friday? I know your coaches are going to be uh, getting your guys prepared as well. you got a pretty good coaching staff over there. Uh, talk to us a little bit about who you got on the staff and, and what they bring to the table. Yeah, our uh, offensive coordinator is uh, Tate Forcier. Obviously, he's from San Diego. He played at Michigan. Um, you know, Everyone in San Diego knows, you know, knows his background. Um, I also have a great defensive staff that have been with me for a while and also some new coaches. I have a new D-line coach. They played at Delaware, um, and he, you know, he's, a, he's a great addition, a young, hungry coach. Uh, his name is Derek Salisbury, so we're excited about him. Uh, I'm lucky to have, you know, my core that's been in place for the past five years still with me, which is really which keeps this thing moving um, as smooth as it has been for the last couple of years. So really blessed to have the staff that I have. You guys have, uh, you know, turned University City, uh, the football program, around uh, pretty well over there over your five years, of course. And, uh, you know, last year, 5-7 and seven record, probably not a record you wanted um, in the grand scheme of things. Coming into this year, you know, what do you guys have to do as a staff and what do, what do your players have to do in order to make it, uh, you know, a very successful season for you guys? Yeah, last year I think, you know, we were senior heavy and it was our first year playing up in the Eastern League and in D3, uh, you know, as a result of going 10-2 and two and winning the City League the year before. So uh, it was a good learning experience for the kids to get to, you know, play at that level and ha have to get that experience at the varsity level and got some young guys experience, which was important. Um, we were in a couple really close games last year. We lost to Mira Mesa on a last second field goal. We lost to Christian by one in the quarterfinals in the playoffs. So we were in some really close games. We don't, we don't hang our hat on moral victories, but the lessons learned from those games were huge for us in, in terms of really being able to finish and do the little things right all the time and making an effort to constantly finish because we were just that close from winning a couple big games last year. And so if we can just do that a little bit extra, uh, we should be able to pull a couple of those out. You got uh, Gunnar Gray at quarterback. You mentioned him just a, you know, a little bit ago. Um, but how much of an advantage is it and how great is it to have a quarterback uh, that has started on varsity for so many years coming back? Yeah, it's great. I mean, he's the, you know, the San Diego section passing leader last year, and he's, got, you know, he's really comfortable in our scheme. Uh, you know, Coach Tate does a good job with him. And so, you know, the cool thing for him is that he's kind of almost like a coach now. He knows the offensive scheme really well. Um, and so he's, he's kind of pushing the rest of the guys because he had a group of receivers above him a, a year or two ahead of him while he was growing. And now he's got to be the guy to carry everyone else. So it's been kind of cool to see him transform as a leader coming into his senior year and really start pushing everyone around him. 
Uh, you got a lot of guys coming back. All right, you got uh, you know you talking about your boys earlier. Um, let's talk about uh, who you're playing this week. You're at Valhalla. Um, you know that's a team that uh, you know on paper does not look very good record wise from a year ago, but I know they got some players, uh, especially from the running back position. But what has stood out to you on film that Valhalla does very well that you're going to have to worry about on Friday night? Uh, their, their guy Keegan Baker, he's a stud. I think he plays on both sides of the ball for them. He's really, he's really their their big playmaker. They also have a really solid nose tackle. He's short and strong, and he he's able to disrupt the middle of the of the uh, formation. So um, those two guys seem to be like their their two big focal points on both sides of the ball. Um, they they spread it around on offense. They they run a you know a, a variant of a three four defense, which is you know a little bit different for spread teams. So. It'll be a good challenge for us at week one to get it going. Uh, talking about uh, you know the rest of your schedule, you got Bishops at Mission Bay, Modern Day uh, at Kearney, which will be on uh, 97 through the fan uh, broadcast game of the week, of course. Then you got to buy, then you get into uh, you know league and the cross league game for you guys. Um, talking about this Eastern League, you got a team like Christian, you got Mira Mesa, you know Morsa won a CIF championship a year ago. Uh, La Jolla is returning 14 of their 22 guys, and a nice little rivalry for you as well. Um, what does the Eastern League bring as a challenge, and uh, how excited are you to um, you know? Know, compete for league later on the season i know i don't want you looking too far in advance but you know just uh how's the league looking yeah i mean uh, league's solid i mean there's no weak games every week is a challenge a different challenge and a different scheme that you have to go up against and a different thing you have to plan and prepare for you can't afford to get guys hurt you can't afford to have guys sit out so i mean you got to bring your best every single week in the eastern league to compete and it's 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 a tough league to compete in it's where we we ultimately want to be and where we want to be competing and where we need to grow to be successful at. So we're, we're happy about that. But, um, yeah, it's, every week is a test for sure. Uh, Ryan Price, uh, the head coach of University City, joining me today. Braden Sprint on the uh, Eastern Lead podcast. Uh, coach Price, thanks again for the time. We look forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, week five against Kearney. That will be our uh, game of the week on 97 Through the Fan. You can listen to that on our radio.com app, of course. I'm sure we'll be in contact. We look forward to uh, uh, talking to you later in the year, and uh, good luck with the rest of the way. Great, thanks. Appreciate it. Rolling through uh, the podcast here on 97 Through the Fan. High School Football Podcast. We're doing previews of each and every league uh, that we can uh, talk about, of course. We're back to doing more City League uh, teams. We got the uh, Eastern League in the City Conference. I'm joined again by Top Dog, Chris Smith, on uh, famously on social media all over the place, a great influencer, if you will, uh, in the San Diego high school football community uh, with the uh, KUSI. Uh, he's doing some great things over there. I love the Madden thing. I'm gonna, I'm mention, I'm gonna mention it every time we t- we talk on the on the show, uh, the Madden video night. Uh, thanks again for inviting me out to that. And uh, Chris, how you doing tonight? I'm great. Uh, thanks for coming out the other night. It was a pleasure to see you along with uh, 117 of San Diego's best athletes. Yeah, just counting over there. Yeah, you knew. You were going to throw out that number uh, coming into it. A little shameless plug for uh, for Top Dog and no Top Dog's doubt. Elite over there. No doubt. Um, let's get to it. The Eastern League, uh, Christian Miramesa, La Jolla, Morse, UC. Uh, biggest name that jumps out to you, uh, league champion, um, you know, before we dive way too into it, uh, just on paper, who do you think the league champion is uh, coming in when you just hear those five names? Mira Mesa High School. Mira Mesa. I agree with you, again. But I got a three-way tie for first place. Ooh, interesting. Who's your other two teams? Morse and Christian. Really? I think all three of those teams go three and one, and they all beat each other once. Hmm. But we'll get into that. What about La Jolla and UC? Uh, No, I don't. I don't see it. But we'll get into it. I'll explain it uh, later. Let's start with Christian. 
Uh, they only returned four of their 22 guys from last year. Uh, 7.8 rating. They come in 10 and two record. JV goes nine and one. Um, uh, they beat Mira Mesa, Moore, Santa Fe Christian, were their top three wins according to Cal Preps ratings. Um, their two losses were to Morse and Cathedral Catholic, a game that was shortened by Lightning uh, in that game. I, I look at Christian. They kind of do a poor job, I think, in scheduling. I just think in terms of where they are at as a program, I just don't think their scheduling's up to par. Um, but they beat the teams that they need to beat, and they go run runs in playoffs. So it doesn't really matter if you're Christian High. They do play a lot of teams, though, that we don't know about. They played De Anza. They play Soldanta this year, um, and, and they play uh, Fernley. So, I mean, I could sit here and say it's a bad schedule, but in reality, if you look it up, I mean, it could be a phenomenal schedule. I mean, they could be playing three of the top teams ever. We don't know. I mean, it's it's always hit. It's always weird when you go to scheduling and you play teams out of town. You got you know Helix plays Harriman, Utah. Cathedral plays Saguaro. You're like, all right. Yeah, who's that? Well, who's that exactly? Like, well, I and, don't the, and the average fan's like, it's not no, Bishop it's not, Gorman. Is so it's where is yeah, that? where is that exactly? Well, they're in Arizona. Well, they don't play good football out there because we're the best out here in California, right? That's just kind of the mindset we have a handful of times. But uh, first game against Santa Fe Christian, not a, not a bad matchup for them. Again, Deanza Soldanta uh, at Monta Vista, I think is an intriguing matchup. Uh, but I still think Christian's better than Monta Vista. They got Central this year, uh, and they get in a league play. Uh, they're a team to me that's going to go nine and one. And I think their one loss is to Morse. They lost to Morse I'm last year. I'm going to have to disagree with that. I think that they lost a lot in senior leadership. I think the, the there's question marks at quarterback. I think they've got – they lost a lot. It's going to be hard to replace the players they had. They um, lose a lot a lot of times, though, and they do replenish pretty well. Pretty well. Yeah, and they probably lo- – you know, I'm going to go 5-5. 5-5? Five and five. Five who, 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 who are their losses if you go through that schedule? Um, According to again, I picked the games that I don't know about. The teams I don't know about, I picked based on their Cal Preps ratings, and their Cal Preps ratings are way lower than Christians. So those should be so wins. What you're saying Preps. is you think those teams are cupcakes? No, I said Cal Preps thinks those teams are cupcakes. I have no idea what those teams are like. Listen, I have never I, seen them play. But according game to by game, systems, I think they're. I, I just looking at their roster, looking at where they are uh, currently with the program. I just think they're going to be five and five. Five and five. Yeah, I don't see them going nine and one and run the table. So, I mean, even in league, I don't see them beating Mira Mesa. I think it's going to be a closer game against La Jolla. And I think that, you know, if they stumble, they could lose to UC. So, I don't think it's a runaway for Christian for me. Let's go on to uh, Mira Mesa. Uh, I do think they're going to win the league. I do have a three-way tie for first, but I think Mira Mesa wins the tiebreaker. I don't know if the tiebreakers are, but you know, in my hypothetical world of me picking games for every single high school team this season, I got Mira Mesa winning the Eastern League. That's actually kind of a... Th- Daunting task if uh, if you uh, think about it. Uh, I don't know why I put that on myself, but I did. And nonetheless, uh, Mira Mesa, I got them going seven and three after going ten and three last year. A CIF finalist last year, they lost to Lincoln in the championship. Uh, they beat Madison last year. Uh, Madison had a lot of guys last year that were uh, you know were good enough to beat a team like Mira Mesa. They had that great win against Saints last year. Um, very up and down Madison team, but a Madison team that should have beat Mira Mesa. That was a really good win, I think, for Mira Mesa last year. Uh, they beat Valley Center. They beat Poway. Lost to Christian Steel. Canyon and Lincoln. Uh, Mira Mesa is a team that's not really afraid to play people. They don't. They 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 schedule usually pretty tough. Um, they they play at Grossmont Week One. I think that's a good game for them. They play at San Marcos Week Two. Um, you know, probably when they schedule that game, Texler is probably still at San Marcos. I still think that's going to be a good team up there at San Marcos anyway. Um, it might take a little bit, but that's still I think a good matchup for them. Mount Carmel is kind of a rivalry game. 
in, in a sense, and so is Scripps Ranch. So it's not like they went out of their way to schedule those games. At Steel Canyon, I think, is a great game for them. Uh, and then they play league, and then they finish up with a cross-league at Madison, which is, I think, another good game for, for Mira Mesa. I think they go 7-3. and three. I'll say this. If they can get if they can beat San Marcos early in the season, um, I wouldn't be surprised this team runs the table. They, you think they beat Steel Canyon? That's gonna, that's the other. That's the only team I see on their schedule that's going to be a tougher game than San Marcos. If they can beat San Marcos, and you're, you're so you're thinking eight and two, nine and one. Yep, ten they could be eight and eight, yeah, eight and two to ten and, 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 10 and Yeah, eight and two to ten and zero. They could be right there. And I think they're going to go deep in the playoffs because I don't think there's a lot of teams left in D two. No, absolutely not. So they wouldn't surprise me if they go back to back and get back to a D two well, championship. One of again. the top teams that they'd have to face in D two is Christian, and if they already handle them in the regular season, they should be able to handle them in the playoffs. Yeah, so but you know the old saying: it's hard to beat the same team twice. Coach Doyle used to tell us that sometimes you beat them the first time. You should be able to beat them the second time, and yeah. more than half the time we did. But again, usually the teams we played twice were not at the same caliber as the team we were. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I, I, but I agree with you. I think Mira Mesa has a really, uh, really good year. Uh, their middle linebacker, uh, you definitely have to put his name on this podcast because he is a stud. Fave Leomiti. Uh, he's probably one of the mo- the most underrated linebackers in the entire San Diego County. It wouldn't surprise me if this kid finishes in the, the regular season with about – maybe 10, 15 D1 offers. This kid is a phenomenal young man. When you look at him on the field, he looks just like Junior Seau. Is he wearing number 55, too? Uh, no, I think he wears 52. Same thing, 50 number. He's going to be scary down there well, yeah. in the middle of the field. Uh, Mira Mesa is going to have – they always have a lot of talent. The one school I have always said that can complain about Cathedral taking their kids is Mira Mesa. Well, you know, Toppy's whole thing is just keep my kids home. Exactly. And, and I think Thompson's going to do a great job of doing that because if you just look at, and my argument there was look at the best running backs Cathedral's had over the last seven, eight years. They all came from Whitney City. They all came from Mira Mesa. Tyler Gaffney, Mira Mesa. Yep. Uh, their linebackers are Xavier Lutu, Mira Mesa. Chris Maliga, Mira Mesa. Um, Sean Poma. Does that name ring a bell? Does that, is, is that guy pretty good? And, and where do you play youth football? Mira Mesa. Thank you. Exactly. That's a pipeline. But it, there is a reason why those kids are leaving that area, and um, now that Thompson's back, I bet you he hangs on to at least half of those kids now. I would say more than half, but I would agree. I with said you. at least half. Come on, Chris. Yeah, more. Than not giving me any credit ever. No, my bad. Uh, seven and three, Mira Mesa. I think is their ba- basement. I think they can go to ten and zero. Nine and one, ten and zero. All right, dude. You're very confident in the in the boys in blue for Mira I Mesa. San Diego High. The last podcast we did. Moving on, La Jolla, three and seven last year. JV team went three and six. They beat UC Scripps Ranch. The script ranch, I'm going to put in quotes. That was uh, the most interesting finish I've ever seen to a game. Have you seen, you remember that from last that. year? Oh, you, oh, the fumble, the, 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 the kneel, and, and all that. I didn't other. know what that was. You know, it I was thought cra- that was illegal. It was a poor ruling by the officials. Was it illegal? So what happened was is, is Scripps Ranch is taking a knee, right? Right. And uh, the kid just like charged through, hit the kid, fumbled the ball. The and then official they... said, "Don't fire out," right? Which okay. doesn't mean anything, but it's kind of like. If you're going to say that, like enforce the rule of right. if the kid fires out, you just don't give him the – so the kid fires out. The right. one kid fires out. Right. He's playing the whistle. I'm cool with that. That's right. fine. He knocks the ball out of Dylan Jabez's hands as he's going for a knee and then jumps on it. And then the official that says, don't fire out, goes, oh, it's a fumble. First down La Jolla. And you're like, you're look, like, here's my thing. <laughs> if you're not – if you're going to say don't fire out and a kid fires out – he Get shouldn't be rewarded yes, for jumping on the ball. I agree. Now, telling the kid if you if you're if you, if you're onto the corner, it's like, well, they could play to the final whistle. I'm cool with that too. 
don't tell the kids to not fire out then. Just let them play. Don't give them a heads up. Don't give them a warning. Let exactly. So it's either one or the other. If you're going to say, don't do this, and then the kid does it, and then you reward him for not doing the thing that you told him not to do, I got a problem with that, especially when it ended up ultimately uh, impacting Can I tell you game. something? You're going to make a great father someday. I yeah. like your logic. Oh, thank you. I appreciate saying. it. We, uh, again, we agree That's on fathers something. appreciate it. Okay? Uh, so you're calling me an old man is what you're calling me. No, I'm just saying you're going to make a good father someday. Oh. It's great um, logic. All right, let's move on to Morris before we talk sure. about my personal life. Yeah, I'm mature, exactly. I'm 24 uh, in age, but I'm like really a 65-year-old, essentially, is what you just said to my face. No, really. I don't look 65. I'm, listen, I'm old enough to be your dad, so let's not talk about age, okay? Yeah, let's move on. This is getting got a little weird here. 9-5 and five <laughs> Morse. Uh, they went 9-5 and five last year, 9.6 rating coming into the season. Uh, you know, they lost Jamar Martin. They got lost some guys going to uh, some big-time schools there. They did a really good job over there um, You know, by Tracy McNair. I think he won Coach of the Year last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he he did. And I voted for that, actually. I voted for him to win Coach of the Year. I think he did a tremendous job last year getting Morse to a CIF title. Um, I'll tell you what. It uh, was who's a- coming back? I, I got to ask you who's coming back from Morse um, because I have 7-3 and three right now, uh, but you had me a little nervous there because you say they're not got a lot of kids coming back. Um, they're losing a lot. I mean, first of all, if you understand how Tracy builds this program and how he bring, builds that offense, um, he's just got to have athletic players, and he's got to have a decent o- offensive line. He's got two guys that are pretty good on the offensive line, in my opinion, that are above average offensive linemen. The problem is they don't have a lot of depth, and they don't have that explosive. They don't have a Shamar Martin. They don't have a Martel Irby. The one guy they got is a safety that looks like he should be playing at SC right now, and he's very, very athletic, but he doesn't have that speed they need. So if you look at, at Tracy's offense between the speed and the power that traditionally they've had over the last four or five years that has been consistently there, Without having a quarterback, because let's face it, there's more, Morris hasn't had a quarterback in a while. Have you seen the offense they run? Yes. Yeah, it's just we're going to grab it, we're going to run. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's my, successful my, for them because it's tough to stop sometimes. But but I don't think they've got the guys to continue to match up against some of the teams they play. So I think that they take a step back as a program. They got a tough cross league game. They do. Uh, and they got to play Vista. Yep. And you know Desmond Tua led Vista team is going to be pretty good up there. Um, they open up with Henry. I think they win that game. Kearney might be tough. Hilltop, I do you think Drew Westling and the Hilltop Lancers down Morris this year? No, no. Morris has got Drew's number. At Chula Vista. Now, that could be an interesting game. I think Chula could, Chula's got some guys that they're big, they're fast, they're physical. Chula could beat them. At La Jolla. Listen, La Jolla's going to have it tough, man. They've got a gauntlet for five straight weeks. That's the one program in all of San Diego County I actually feel bad for. Well, what, what stretch? You talking Mira Mesa, Morse, Lincoln, University City, and Christian? Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, how do you, if, if I'm Tyler, how does that happen on my schedule? I You're mean, like, even his cross league is Lincoln. Yeah, that, exactly. Listen, there are no cupcakes in that run. No. I, and, and listen, if you get through that healthy, you, you're going to get in the playoffs just because of strength of schedule, guaranteed. But are I, you going to be healthy? Are you going to have any no guys way. left? No way. How much, how much uh, easier is the gauntlet of Lincoln and Point Loma switch in that spot? Is it easier or no? This cross league oh, yeah, kind of absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the cross league Ab- kind of stinks. Think, I think absolutely. Here's my thing on the cross league. If you're gonna have the leagues be based on how good you've been the last couple of years, like kind of power rating system, like it is right now, why do you need a cross league game? You don't. No. When it was I, Easter, way, what, like when I was cross play- league thing, I'm not a big fan of at all. I'm not a fan of it because at it's all. not like it's you've not like got before. Five weeks to schedule whoever you want to play, and then you got league play. So if exactly. you want to use cross league things, do them in the. The and if you only have four league games, and, yeah. you have six non-league games. Thank I'm you. cool with that. I'm good with that as well. Because when good I was, thing we don't make the rules though, huh? I know. When I was playing, the cross league kind of made sense because we were in a different league than Matt. We had it was um, Cathedral Saints, 
Uh, Mira Mesa, Scripps, Point Loma, Lincoln, right. and Henry. Oh, I do remember that, yep. Point Loma was in the... You played against your bro, Clues, and those guys. Yeah. So Point Loma was in the uh, Western League. Madison was in the Western League. It was kind of almost balanced where it's like, all right, you could take the top two teams and play each other. It'd be a good matchup, the two, the three, the four. When you do it here, it's like there's one team, there's one good potential game. It's the five from the Western League and the one from the Eastern League. Well, do you remember last and year when Torrey Pines had to play Sam Pasquale? They play them again this year. That's horrifying. Why would you do that to poor San Pasquale? At least in the North County, if both schools agree, they can opt out of it. Really? They can't do it in the, in the city conference? No. Maybe I got to call Scott Juicy. Although Christian and Cathedral did mutually part ways this year for the Cross League game. I wonder why. Yeah, that was a huge fiasco. Um, Cathedral's going to play uh, Otay Ranch now instead. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Morse, and now we're moving on to University City. Okay. I mean, dude, me and you digress way too much. That's I got to okay. get to softball in the next, like, 30 minutes. I still got to change. I'm going like this. Softball. Yeah, dude. I got to get out every once in a while. And I mine softball. is go, you know, go go play some softball. All right. That's my, my you know, I, I got I'm, I'm an athlete. Judging. I didn't I'm get to play I'm in a long not, time. I'm not judging. Okay. Yeah, you're judging, dude. Not really. The people don't see your face right now. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, next time we got to video cast this as yeah, well. I'm good with that. And I just, this. but they just on your this. face. Oh, your top dog elite sponsored by uh, Domino's. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I don't get in trouble for just naming that right there. But I'm just reading it's just your a shirt. shirt. I'm you're just, just reading saying. my shirt. You're not sponsoring it. So. I'm not. I, we're gonna move on before uh, people pay attention to this part. I don't want to. University City. Five and seven last year. Um, kind of a down year for University City over the last couple years that they've had because when I was playing, again, I graduated in 13. Okay, so it's not God, that far God, off. Um, they were not very good. And then it's they started getting better. Uh, they're getting good quarterback play. Uh, last year, they kind of go a little bit south. They go 5-7. and seven. JV record was not reported. Uh, no other returning starters. 3.1 uh, 2019 rating entering the season. Wins over El Cap, Mar Vista, Valhalla last year. They lost to La Jolla, Mar Vista, or uh, Monta Vista, and Point Loma. Uh, what do you see out of University City? I'm looking at a 500 ball club, in my opinion. I'm going to say sub-500. Now that the rumors Ceiling 500? Are, no. Not even ceiling 500. They're going to be sub-500. I mean, the covers are pretty empty over there. I mean, now that the rumors of Gunnar Gray going to Helix are done and over, and he's actually staying at UC. <laughs> he's actually wearing uh, the actually, city? He's actually, you know, the dub, dub city. Um, I'll be honest. I got two guys over there that, that stand out to me. You got Gunnar Gray and Zay Pena. And it's it's just... That's it. It's going to be tough, man. Those numbers and, and the athletes they had. I mean, listen, they lost Casey Graham for his journey, Smith. They lost a lot of dudes that were, you know, contributors on that ball club. It is extremely hard to to replace guys that were contributors year after year after year. You know, this isn't like the NFL where you just go out and get a bunch of free agents. I mean, you got to develop Wouldn't that talent. be Wouldn't you know, that be nice? Hey, I don't know. It depends on who you ask. Some of these guys whoa, are thinking whoa, this is free hey, agency. I'm not na- don't so name names. I didn't say any names. I'm just I, I, saying. I did think that was funny, though, at a coach's clinic one time. Um, there it was a coach's clinic where, like, the special teams, and it was an NFL coach, and he's like, well, I got this guy doing this, this guy doing this, this guy doing this, and one of the coaches was like, what happens if you don't have a guy that can do that? <laughs> and then he, his answer was like, well, we just go get a guy. And yeah. they're like, we don't do, you can't yeah, do that. We don't that. have a We guy. don't have that. Yeah, we don't have we, those resources. Yeah, I can't just, like, go find some kid yeah. on the street and be like, hey, you're going to play this now. It's not that it doesn't work the same. That's funny. What, am I sign him to a contract and just yeah. get him to go to that school? Uh, you I never know. I think there's some schools in the Trinity League that uh, no comment. They have a media day, okay? That's the, they're they're How not. How do you high. have a media day in high school? There's like three of them up there. The yeah. Trinity League does one. The one with the Bishop of Mott does one, and some other league does one up there. San Diego, please don't do that. Well, if Any we had, a, if we, that, right, please don't do that. Uh, real quick, as we digress, and this is going to be our uh, last podcast of the day. Um, 
if there was a media day down here in San Diego, what media members are showing up? You know I'm going to be there. I came up with me, you, John Maffey, Adam Paul, and Coach John Cantera, I think would be the five guys over there. I think I think Brandon Stone will show up. You think Montel will show up? Nah. What about Montel anybody else at the PPR? Ruben, Ruben might show up. Ruben, Ruben might show up. SDFNL, he might yeah, show up. they'll show up. Uh, let's see. You know who I want to see there? Who I'm dying to see there? Dago football. Yes. Come on. You and I both know it. Yes. It's finally time you come out from behind the Twitter handle and show your face. I'm going to have to post this on the uh, when we tweet it out. Who is Dago football? Chris and uh, Braden discuss. That might be the headliner. I might make it do an audiogram, uh, as a matter of fact. Uh, he needs to show up. What team? Because you know, you can, all right, you can invite five teams this year to a media day. What teams are you inviting? It doesn't matter what league. What teams? I'm inviting Lincoln. Yep. Because they're just entertaining. Let's just say that. I mean, you saw that at the Madden event. They're very entertaining. They're very entertaining. Um, I'm gonna take Cathedral. Okay. I think they got a lot of, a lot of dudes. That I really. That's gonna be the most boring with. interviews ever. Not really. I, some of those guys say some, Jordan Allen's a good interview. They I'm wouldn't let Jordan Allen go on the mic. Why? Because Jordan Allen. He said, "You know, I, you gotta turn in, to tune in. He's uh gonna be the first guest on week one, and you gotta turn in to see what the uh, funny question Rudy asked him." Is. Oh, I can't wait! I can't wait it's to. Uh, I, 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 by the way, I love Jordan I Allen. I can't wait. To, I'm gonna. Mother. I'm gonna give him so much crap. Regardless of what his answer is, just because it's fun to well, do. Well, when you when you see the question and it comes from Paul Rudy and know that it came from Lynn, his mother. What is his reaction going to be? You think he's going to be like mortified? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> mortified. Wait. All right, so you got Cathedral Lincoln. What else you got? Um, Saint Augustine, Saint Augustine, right now. I think, good. I think they are. They are our first guest on the uh, high school show tonight. And then I want to say I'm going to go with my alma mater. I'm going to bring my Crawford boys in house just because it's a different look. It's a different feel. These kids uh, experience football a little different than some of these other powerhouse schools well on the podcast we were talking to matt marquez on um you know the central league podcast yep. and he couldn't wait for school to get started because all these kids were having jobs and doing all sorts of other stuff my sleeper school number five might even shock you i'll bring in the montgomery aztecs i got a chance to spend some time with them this off season and they've got a lot of personality as a team and they're very you know, close you know why i'm not bringing in the montgomery aztecs why i'm mad at them uh-oh What's the story? They changed their helmets. They used to have the sweetest helmets in all of high school football in San Diego. They had the uh, kind of like the Florida State arrows kind of yeah, going yeah, across the Apache, the, the Apache arrow. Yeah, yeah, it's sweet with the tomahawks as their pride stickers. Yeah. Now they just went to this simple Aztec on the side. Dude, that Aztec is classic. How are you going to hit on San Monty? Diego State's Aztec. How are you going to hit on Monty? That's that's un-San Diegan, man. No, because the arrow look was best. No, Best helmet, though, I is disagree. Granite Hills. Granite Hills has the best helmet. Uh, I know you like making a lot of helmets, but we digress. University City, I think they're a 500-ball club. You think a little bit less. As we recap, Mira Mesa, I think, is going to win the league just like you Agreed. do, even though I picked a three-way tie with Morrison Christian. Uh, you might have enlightened me a little bit more on those two schools, but I still think Mira Mesa is the top dog. I got Morse coming in second. Who do you have coming in second? I know it's not going to be Morse. Christian. Christian. Okay, who do you have in third? La Jolla. I have Christian. Um, I don't. I have La Jolla coming in last. To be honest with you, no, I don't know. I mean, I like Jackson Stratton, the quarterback over there. They're running this whole dual quarterback thing, and they've got one of the best athletes in San Diego that I've seen. I got to give the kids some love. But that's Jack Weiss. The kid's a phenomenal athlete. All right, so you got La Jolla third. I got University City four. Yeah, I, I could sit. With well, that. that's the only other. Oh, who do you got coming in last then? No, I think UC would come in last, actually, five. All right, so you got Morse at four? You yeah, Morse at four. All right, UC so I have five. Mira Mesa, Morse Christian, University City, La Jolla. You have Mira Mesa, Christian, Christian La Jolla, Morse, University City. Correct. All right. We're close. 
we're getting good there. Hopefully we'll, we'll be there for the Western League podcast coming up uh, for you guys. It'll be on the last day, August 22nd. We'll be releasing the Western League podcast as well as the Avocado League podcast. you got to stay tuned for those previews as well. I'm Brayden Soprenit. He is Top Dog. Thanks again, Top Dog, for joining me today. Uh, we'll have to get together one more time for the Western League podcast. Thanks for having me, Brayden. I appreciate it. It's going to be a fun season. Uh, be sure to check out all of our previews on 97ThroughTheFanSD.com. Be sure to check out our Twitter page, 97ThroughTheFan, on Instagram at 97ThroughTheFan as well. And uh, keep it right here on 97ThroughTheFan for our high school show each and every Thursday night. Myself, Coach John Cantera from 9 to 11. And, of course, we're going to broadcast Friday night lights every Friday. High school football, the games of the week. We're going to have right here on the air, 973 uh, the fan, we're going to start with Granite Hills going to Poway. There'll be a week one matchup on August 23rd. Yeah, Chris nodded his head. Not a bad matchup right there to start the season off. Yeah, start off slow and then kind of work your way up. Um, it's going to be a fun year of high school football right here on the fan, so keep it right here on the fan on 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com.